Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Powerful version of the old Pure A machine technology. Do not miss your opportunity to be part of this project. It could very well could be the next greatest development since the Zanaps, Reading Rainbow, Pebble Watch, 3 Doodler, and Launch. Check it out today at K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search Pure A machine development and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Welcome to hour number three of our world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio program. We've got uh, IQ Rizzoli waiting on the line, along with our good friend Dr. Jack Caravelli. Uh, it is evening where Dr. Jack is calling us from in Rome. I believe that's where he's at. We'll get to him here in just a few moments. We are also going to get a hold of our good friend Donald Mazzella here on Skype. We're going to see if... Uh, we can bring Mr. Donald Bazella on, and we'll just have a... Uh... Sorry. The person you are calling does not wish to ah, talk to... Okay, Catherine. fine. I will call him on Skype. I love Skype. Skype always instructs me on different things. It's always like, well, do this and do that. <laughs> it's live radio. And, of course, today on AMFM247.com and iHeartRadio. We want to thank everybody for joining us today. And uh, maybe Don is there. I guess we, we, uh, we might be able to... Well, we will do this. We will, we will, con- we will uh, get, get you a little bit of uh, information out of the way here. Uh, we're commercial-free today due to our friends at amfm247.com. We want to thank all of them for uh, being with us today as well. Each and every Thursday, this program airs on amfm247.com, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, and 1 p.m. Mountain Standard. And, of course, uh, I think I've got Dan Perkins, but I don't know if I've got Don Mazzella. There's Dan. You got me. <laughs> yep. Well, I've got, I've got Dr. Jack Caravelli on the line, and I've also got IQ Al Rizzoli. Um, I want to cast a thousands. I can't seem to find Don, but I have you. So... <laughs> <laughs> Can I fill in for Don? Would you be able to fill in for Don since we haven't been able to find him? <laughs> well, I, you know, he's, he's my hero. I don't know what I can fill in for him, but I can I can fill the airtime. <laughs> we can fill the airtime. Well, we've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today, also IQ Rizzoli. Now, IQ, or before we get to IQ, um, Dr. Jack, you are on uh, special... Uh, business uh re- related business over in rome i believe is that where you're at today in rome james I, I am in rome i've been here for a week it's a it's a hardship post uh tracking down the the, the food in tremendous weather but i, I did come for some uh for some business and uh, we should talk about some of those things because some of the observations i've been able to make of the uh, security situation in in Rome, I think, really points to some of the, the broader issues that you've raised in past programs. Now, uh, we also have IQ Rizzoli with us today. Now, IQ um, security is a uh, is a big part of uh, of everything. And uh, what 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 do you make of uh, everything that's happened since the since the uh, the, the attacks in Brussels? Well, nothing has changed, really. Yes. The leaders of Europe are still as brain dead as they were before. <laughs> Turkey, well, it's a fact. Look, they made a deal with Turkey. Yes. That they will pay Turkey some money if they return some refugees to Turkey. In the meantime, for every refugee that is returned to Turkey, Turkey is sending five invaders. By the time it yes. finishes, Europe will be bankrupt. They're stupid. They are really, really stupid. Now, uh, it's an unbelievable situation. Now, now, uh, now, now, Dan, um, Sir? we've got we've got IQ with us today. You just heard those comments. Doctor Jack is on uh, remote in Rome, and uh, we're going to talk about some of the security issues here in a few. 
Um, what, what, what are your thoughts on, on, on today as, as, we, uh, as we move into this uh, incredible hour here on iHeartRadio and AMFM247.com? I, um, I, I'm, I'm very concerned that um, when Air France decides that they're going to tell their stewardesses that they have to wear head covers if they're going to fly into Iran, that nothing has changed. The political correctness crowd is still in control, not paying attention to what happened in Brussels, not paying attention to what happened in Paris, and not going to pay attention to other things that are happening. They, they are so embedded in political correctness, do not offend anybody. And this, this deal with Turkey to take it, start taking them back, I, I think that's, that's um, and to, to, to bypass the Greek islands and all the details, I think it's a disaster. I mean, we're, 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 we have, you know, th- this will help you, Jim. <laughs> when, you fl- when you flush the toilet, you know that the water goes around in a circle and works its way down until it flushes out? That I did right not now, know. Didn't know that? No, I did <laughs> not that? know that. <laughs> but, but what's happening is in, in Europe right now, it's flushing around. It's circling around. And it's getting deeper and deeper into the bowl. And who knows what's going to get flushed away. Now, uh, we've got Dan Perkins with us today, best-selling author, also uh, contributor to TheHill.com and Reagan Baby. Um, Don Mazzella is attempting to call me uh, yes. on Skype. So I don't know mm-hmm. if Dan can, can patch him in somehow or or, or something. Uh, we've got IQ out results with us today. We'll see what I can do. And we've also got uh, our good friend, Dr. Jack Caravelli. And Dr. Caravelli is calling us from Rome. Um, I I had... I love time zones. And I had a conversation with Dr. Jack this morning at 3 in the morning, our time. And now we're having a conversation with Dr. Jack at 11 o'clock, his time. <laughs> so Doesn't he have anything any better to do than talk to you? <laughs> so oh. I, 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 James. <laughs> I, love I believe I have Dr. Mazzella on the line with us. Mr. Mazzella, welcome to our fun little uh, commentary party we're having here on our third hour here on iHeartRadio. How are you, sir? Where's IQ? IQ is with us, and so is Dr. Jack Caramelli. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Now, um, Dr. Jack, we're having a heck of a deal today. This is like a meeting of the minds. I'm just happy that I'm in that that I'm able to just be a fly on the wall and watch all you guys uh, debate policy and talk issues. So uh, I'm I'm in, I'm enjoying that. I don't know what Dan's eating on Skype, but it looks good. Um, <laughs> Now, um, Dr. Caravelli, you were talking, uh, you're over in Rome, and there's a lot of security issues and different things. I'm going to let you have the floor, discuss some things here, and then I'll let our panelists jump in and ask you some questions. So go ahead, Dr. Caravelli, give us uh, your thoughts on what's going on with the security situation over there in Rome. Yeah, James, uh, a couple of observations. The, the first is that security here, I was in Rome probably at the end of uh, last year, and the security situation really has changed, and obviously it's a reflection of events in Paris and Brussels. The, the, the real visible difference is now in the major tourist areas, and I am at a hotel very close to one, uh, there is now a permanent uh, military presence uh, uh, all around the, the tourist areas that used to just be heavily patrolled, of course, with police, but now you have uniformed military with uh, automatic weapons who are, uh, and, and literally combat vehicles that are in the central areas of Rome. The, uh, the, the other visible change, uh, I was over near the Vatican, uh, actually on Sunday, the Pope did an, an outdoor mass, which was uh, quite lovely, but the security there has changed uh, a much tighter uh, 100%. Uh, on a broader level, and you know, I certainly agree with the comments made earlier. You know, Europe is a mess. Uh, you know, my wife and I had dinner with a a prominent uh, Italian journalist uh, who does a lot of on-air political commentary for Sky Italia, and we had a long talk on this very issue. 
Uh, and his perception is, uh, you know, again, as mentioned earlier, that, that Europe is a mess. Uh, Italy is a mess. They are uh, extremely concerned about the, uh, the, the, the boat problem they've had literally for at least several years with migrants coming from Libya. As you know, Europe has a much broader uh, refugee problem as well, but, but Italy is really struggling under the weight of that. There's a, a, a real perception that um, the, the Renzi government, Matteo Renzi, the prime minister, of course, the Renzi government is, is just not up to, to snuff to deal with these things. Um, so, there's a, you know, on the surface, you know, Rome is, is beautiful and lots of tourists as always, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, beneath that surface and, and not very deep, uh, I think there's a real governmental, defeat, uh, you know, unease about the situation. And I'll throw in a final thought. I, I've also talked to a couple of senior people of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and sort of to add to their, I guess, uncertainty and, and disquiet is the, you know, perception of the Obama administration as totally indifferent, uh, you know, to the events in the Middle East. Uh, as well as Libya, of course, in North Africa. Uh, so, you know, the Italians don't know if they're, they're coming or going, but it is not a, a happy time among the, you know, security professionals, you know, throughout Italy and, and throughout Europe. Okay. I'm going to let I, uh, IQ, or actually, Don, since, since you just got here, well, what are your thoughts on this, Don? And then I'll let everybody else chime in. Well, you know, uh the uh, the, uh, the Italian government has been accepting refugees, but uh, just recently changed its policy so that um, it started to move them out because it simply cannot absorb as many um, people as as have been um, uh, 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 staying in Italy. Uh, uh, my my own indications from someone who just came back was that the, the Italian government is going to uh, press for a, a change and to deport as many people as they can. Uh, certainly, they won't be keeping them as they have been in the past. It's going to be a, a major change. and It started quietly by the Italian government, but then when do, Ita do Italians ever do anything quietly? And in the next few weeks, you're going to see a major change in the, in their policy, and it's going to be publicly announced. Hey, Jim. Yeah, I, I, go, go, go ahead, Jack. Go ahead and respond to that, and then I'll let Dan jump in. No, I, you know, I, I, I think that's right. I'm not, I'm not convinced from the meetings I had this week that we'll see it as quickly or as vocally, but, you know, underlying what, what we've said to each other, it is a simple fact that there's great frustration, great drain on resources, and certainly the sense that, you know, something somehow needs to be done, but both within Italy, of course, as you mentioned, but, but certainly across the continent as well, and the idea that Turkey is going to be a, in any way a solution for, for money or not to, the, to, to this larger problem across Europe is, uh, you know, I think remains to be seen. Now, Dan... Jump in there, and then I'll let IQ yeah, wrap it up. Yeah, uh, I, I wanted to follow up with a question. Um, yes. Some of the research that I saw a couple of months ago is that the Italian government was indicating that they were expecting uh, 400 to 450,000 immigrants coming in. And in the past, the bulk of the immigrants coming in have been going north into Central and Western Europe but the borders are closed and they were very concerned that they may find themselves with close to a half a million immigrants and have no idea what to do with them because they couldn't send them up through the chain into Central Europe. Uh, have you heard? I think that's largely true. Um, you know, I, I, I know there's been a, a great deal of, uh, it's more than frustration, I mean, it's really anger at the, I, I guess, the, the, the underlying sense of, uh, of what you said, that the, you know, the, uh, the, the, the Italians are almost left to their own devices. Uh, I, I think the numbers you mentioned are probably close to being right, uh, and it's pretty clear that the Italians have no 
you know, real long-term answer or plan or resources to deal with four or 450 or 500,000 immigrants. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Germany's going to struggle with a larger number, but, but this is just overwhelming Italy, and I think there's a real sense that the Italian economy, among many other factors, just cannot, uh, you know, absorb this. And there's also, again, the, the I guess, the parallel frustration that the, the Renzi government, uh, you know, soon may or may not, you know, have a, have a plan to deal with this, but, you know, points to the larger issues that, you know, Europe is really struggling with this, and, you know, I, I don't know how other speakers feel about it, but I I can only hope, after watching this, that, you know, even in much smaller numbers, the, you know, the situation does, does not land on our shores, notwithstanding Obama's desire to bring in 10,000 Refugees. It's just a a terribly com, terrible complex problem, and you know the Europe is adrift right now. It is a it, it is it is losing its, its sense of self. And then the story at the beginning about the uh, the French uh, flight attendants uh, possibly wearing the head scarves going into the rain is is absolutely the kind of anecdote that says that, you know, political correctness has just, uh, you know, run, run amok on this continent, and, you know, we, we see certainly some of it at home as well. Now, IQ, uh, your thoughts after all of these gentlemen have weighed in here uh, and, and the fact that uh, it seems like we're just kind of giving up to the Muslims. Well, all the gentlemen said what I said, and we know it's true, that Europe is committing suicide, but not a single one of them is telling us how to solve the problem. And yet, the, solving the problem is easy. Every ship should be returned to Libya. They should be declared publicly yes. that not a single refugee will be accepted. I don't understand. These people are not entitled to go to Europe. Nobody is entitled to go to any nation without the permission of the people of the nation. So where are we? Why are we yep. beating around the bush? The navies of Europe should quarantine the Mediterranean. They should attack the areas from which these people are coming. They should invade north, uh, north of Libya, take out all these... Uh, Leaders who are manipulating hundreds of thousands of people, they're making hundreds of millions of dollars and pounds, they're making an enormous amount of money. This is not a refugee problem. This is an invasion. 80 to 85 percent yes. of the people landing on Europe are men young of military age. It's simple. It's not complicated. I don't understand. Well, why, why are we worried about it? These people are not entitled to come. Dr. Jack, Dr. Jack Caravelli, uh, jump, jump in there and, and address IQ's point there. Well, well, I think he makes a very valid point. Uh, I would agree that there, there is a solution, and uh, much of why we haven't had it, I, I think really goes back to a uh, lack of certainly across Europe, not just in Italy, but across Europe, uh, a, a lack of political leadership, a lack of willpower, uh, and, and really, you know, leadership that just seems to, um, you know, be absent. Uh, you know, in the, in the German case, and I think there's more, uh, there's more nuance to it, James, at least in Germany, uh, you know, I, I, I think among other reasons that Angela Merkel may well have been so uh, quote-unquote generous, and, and offering up to uh, you know a million uh, refugees, I'll call them, into the country. Uh, you know, Germany has a severe labor problem. So, without sounding cynical, it may well be that she thought that that was, among other things, a, a, a way to address it. Now, having said that, I, I fully agree with what was just said. That um, you know, the, whether it's the, the, the people in Italy or Germany or or France or the United States. Uh, you know, I believe that the leadership sort of owes their public. I mean, they work for the public, uh, at least in theory. 
you know, a, you know, a referendum or some kind of, you know, national dialogue, you know, that, that, that takes on these issues. But I, I, I could not agree more with the fact that, you know, there is no inalienable right, as we might call it, for anyone from Libya or Iraq or Syria, among other places, you know, to come into, you know, Italy, France, Germany, or the United States. And, you know, we have, I, I think the political leadership, and I think this is reflected in our politics right now in this electoral season, you know, it's quite clear that there is a real disdain and dissatisfaction, uh, you know, among the Western democracies with their leadership now. And, and if we don't find a, a better cast of leaders, you know, these conversations we're having, we're going we're gonna to have next year and the year after that and the year after that as well. Dan, jump jump in there and address. Yeah, I, I I listen to what he's saying and and, and I by and large agreed with both him and IQ. Um, but 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 I the the issue that I have is hold on, that hold on IQ hold on go go ahead Dan jump in there. The issue the issue that I have Jim is that America is facing exactly the same challenges of mass migration through the southern border illegally tens of thousands hundreds of thousands that's 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 going on in europe and yet the european i believe that the european leaders are looking to how is america dealing with the issue and and the the public posture of the leadership of america meaning the president and homeland security is that when they want open and unrestricted borders to allow anybody they want to come in here without any requirements. And so our our actions also speak louder than our words and the leaders in Europe see what we're doing. We're doing nothing about it in the United States. We're allowing people to come in unrestricted and we want to bring in even more uh, who can't be vetted we're taking on the same kind of risks that Europe is taking. The difference between the two countries is that Europe is multiple countries with different bureaucracies and, and, and different attitudes. But by and large, going back to my political correctness issue, we in the United States, our leadership believe that it is politically correct to allow anybody to come in from anywhere in the world without question. And what's happening slightly differently in Europe is that the flow is so oppressive it's knocking everything down and they are beginning to uh, I wrote a piece on this some time ago about the the Muslim crusade to the to, to Europe they're coming in, in in such a wave and I think it's a great way to, to characterize it that they're they're trying to force changes even though they're not citizens of the country, they don't speak the language, they don't follow the laws, but they're trying to force Islamic change as rapidly as they possibly can. And because they're more aggressive at it than the Europeans, the Europeans for some period of time have acquiesced to the demands of the ever-increasing number of people coming into the country. IQ, you, you were, you were uh, following up on one of... Uh, Jack's points and and Dan was talking I want to make sure we get that full point out and then we'll let Don jump in look I'm not interested in political correctness the gentleman mentioned that um, uh, Germany needs labor ladies and gentlemen whoever is listening Muslims will never contribute to labor it, never why? because they will never assimilate and they will never integrate. In Europe, over 80% of the Muslims are on benefits. Don't take my word for it. Read the figures coming up from the European Union. So when, when somebody is telling us that they need labor, fine. But these people are not going to produce labor. What they're going to produce are rape, social upheaval, medical upheaval, cultural upheaval, and more children from Muslim countries. We are talking about an invasion. 
This is called Hijrah in Arabic. Hijrah. Muhammad, when he left Mecca to Medina, called it Al-Hijrah. That means emigration. Not immigration, emigration, which means you leave your land of Islam to Dar al-Harb, the land of the infidels, to subjugate it. I hope I'm making myself clear, although very passionately. <laughs> yes, you, 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 you are very passionate, and I, that's mm. one thing. Tell like us what you it. really feel about uh, IQ. <laughs> that's right. IQ, I don't know why you're hiding your feelings so much, my friend. Um, Don, uh, jump in there and uh, follow up on uh, the good Dr. Jack's points, Dan and IQ, and then we'll uh, then we'll go back to uh, Mr. Carabelli. Well, it's, it's very hard to follow up because they're, they're all saying uh, the same point, and we all agree there. Uh, the main thing is, uh, what is the solution? And unfortunately, we have politicians who lead from behind and uh, who are, uh, don't seem to uh, care as much about this problem as we, we do here on this program. I am looking forward to some sort of change in the next couple, of, uh, certainly by the end of the year, because something is going to give. Something uh, is going to happen, uh, uh, as Dan pointed out recently in another program, um, uh, uh, there's a group in Germany that started to complain that women were not dressing properly and they wanted to change how they dress. Uh, it, it's kind of a great deal of chutzpah to sit there and tell people how to, uh, how to act when, when you're visiting in their country and they've given you refuge. I have nothing else to say. Now, 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 doctor. Other people are saying it better than me. Jim, can I ask IQ a question? Yes, go. IQ, I'm going to guess three months ago you made a prediction. And I'm not putting you on the spot. I'm asking you if what changed. Three months ago, you told us you thought there would be civil war in Europe by the end of the first quarter. No, it's only civil war. I said there would be changes, major changes. And there are major changes. When I was talking five months ago, it was in November when I started it. Today, in November, it was open borders in Europe. Today, right. as we speak, there are no open borders anymore. Uh, the, the, I think the Swiss, no, the Swiss, no, the Austrians, are strengthening their borders with Italy with, arm, uh, with armed uh, soldiers. The Hungarians are not accepting any refugees whatsoever. The Poles said no refugees whatsoever. Many of the Eastern, what is, the Eastern Europeans which were part of the Soviet Union, all of them have stood up to Angela Merkel saying, you decided to bring in, we didn't, you didn't consult us, we don't want anybody. So what has happened is there is an upheaval at the moment. Uh, Pegida is gaining, and Pegida now is not only in Germany, you have Pegida in every European country. And in fact, there is Pegida now in America. What's happening also, people are taking action against Muslims. They are attacking mosques. They are attacking shelters. So there is a movement. There is a change. There is a huge change. The fact that the borders have collapsed in the sense that there are borders now and they are militarized, uh, there's a change. I was expecting social upheaval, but it's going to happen. Because okay. So, Aiki, let me, let me follow up with a quick question. Um, do you, do, do you think that the European Union, the EU, which was built on the premise of open and free borders, with the borders being closed, is the EU as an entity, as, an, as, a, as a nation state, doomed? It's doomed, yes. Look, uh, in almost every European country, there is an exit now. Yeah, the British, they want to leave. Uh, right. The French, they want to leave. Uh, in Germany, even, not Germany, in all the European countries, they have movements to leave the Union. Why? They are worried about their Christian background. They are worried about their civilization. And they should be. They should be worried. These people came in as invaders, ladies and gentlemen. It's so important we understand that. These are not guest workers. They are, didn't come there to assimilate. They didn't come to Europe 
to India. By the way, the same thing in America. You have them in, you have Somalis, I think, in Minnesota. You have Muslims in Dearborn, Michigan. They are not going to assimilate, and they don't assimilate. You have Muslim enclaves, and they impose Sharia. And the minute you allow Sharia, it is the beginning of a cancer. You know, comparing Ebola, the Ebola virus to the Quran, is like comparing Mother Teresa to Hitler. <laughs> let's let, let, let's let, let's go back to Dr. Jack. Um, Dr. Jack Caravelli, uh, live from Rome today. Uh, I, I I had an interesting conversation with Jack at, at three in the morning this morning when he when it was what was it was it ten a.m. there something like that. Dr. Jack, are you still with us? Did we? Use, I think we lost. He may be taking a nap. I think we lost Dr. Caravelli. Okay, well, l- let's go back to Dan here. Dan, uh, yes, sir. to follow up on all the points that IQ's made here, what, what, what do you make of all this? Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's very uh, interesting that uh, all these different things seem to be coming true. Yeah, and I... I uh... I wonder, and IQ can certainly uh, speak to this, I wonder if the leadership in the various countries in Europe has the stomach to turn back the tide, to, re- to try and reverse the trend. I have, I have grave uh, doubts that, uh, that they're going to be willing under, I think the political correctness is so ingrained in the people after a, at least a quarter of a century of doing it, um, I, I really have grave concerns that they will be able to to stick to a plan, as IQ says, is of returning these people. And if they don't, if they if they capitulate, they start and capitulate, then Europe, as we know it, is gone because the Muslims will now know that the European leaders will never send them back, and that will be a, a sign to see more of them invade. Uh, I really believe that one of the things we might see in IQ, I would ask you this too, um, we've seen Brussels and we've seen Paris. Um, I'm wondering if what cities, other cities in Europe, do you think might be vulnerable to similar types of terrorist attacks? Good God, every single city in Europe and every single city in America. Please, let's let's get this straight. Every Muslim is a member of ISIS. Every Muslim. I'm not, this is not hyperbole. This is fact. Why is every Muslim ISIS? Because every Muslim is reading the same Quran that ISIS reads. Every Muslim listens to the same Imam that ISIS listens to. What does ISIS say? I am following the Quran, they quote in chapter and verse from the Quran. Then they say they are following hadith, and they quote in chapter and verse from the hadith. So what is wrong with that? They are, the, they are fundamentalists. And what do they teach them in the more So there is no such thing as a moderate... I'm on the radio. Uh, can you call back tomorrow? Is there anything for today? Call is now being recorded. I don't know. It's just all sorts of craziness going yeah, on here. We're having trouble. We've got, uh, uh, so, we've um, got uh, Don Mazzella, so, Dan yeah, Perkins. With them. Uh, should be up we're we're going we're gonna to try to reconnect here with Dr. Jack Caravelli. Uh, and we've got... Uh, it, it's, 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 it's a hell of a deal today. <laughs> Wonders and, of live radio. <laughs> the lovely, lovely world of live radio. We are going to do this. I am going to put Don Mazzella and Dan Perkins on hold on Skype. We're going to put uh, IQ on hold. We're going to take a brief timeout here. I'm going to reconnect uh, Dr. Jack with us. We're going to take a 60-second timeout. We're back with more here on our big program. 
Jason Roberts with the Wealth Investors Minute. You're in your 20s and you ask yourself every day that you'd really like to figure out how to become a millionaire by the time you're 40, right? You don't have to be the founder of Google to become a millionaire and live comfortably. Plenty of regular people do it every single day. The first step is to focus on increasing your income in increments and repeatable habits. Real estate or a side business is a great way to begin building passive income. Save money so you can invest it in something that will grow exponentially. The key to consistently setting aside money is to make it automatic. That way, you'll never even see the money you're contributing and you'll learn to live without it. Then go find an expert and invest with them if you don't know where to put the money yourself. Before reaching that seven-figure mark, you must take risks. But take calculated risks, not dive off the cliff and hope there aren't rock risks. Master people skills. That by far will be the most important attribute you'll need to become a millionaire. This is Jason Roberts with the Wealth Investors Minute. Okay, we've got Don Mazzella, Dan Perkins back with us. We've also got IQ Rizzoli and our good friend, Mr. Dr. Jack Caravelli. Okay, let, let's let's try this again now, Doctor. Um, <laughs> with we're with, here with 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 I'm all here. with all with all of this um, involved here, Doctor Caravelli, and just talking some of the different issues here. Um, what, 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 what do you pull out of the conversation here between, uh, our newspaper friend, Don Mazzella, our best-selling author, Dan Perkins, our political commentator, IQ Rizzoli, uh, what, 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 what are some of the points here that, that, that we really, that someone somewhere needs to address? Well, well, first, I think, you know, as mentioned right before we sort of split up there for a minute, James, uh, I, I think all of us are saying very much the same things and, and deep concerns. I, I appreciate what was said about our southern borders. You know, we, we, we certainly have our own problems. Uh, and again, with the well-described of leadership from behind, let, let, let me throw in another angle that we didn't touch on, and, and that is the, the, the current the debate in the, in the uh, United Kingdom in, in England uh, over what they call the Brexit, whether the, the British uh, are going to vote uh, on June 23rd uh, to stay in the EU or not, and one of the real critical issues for the Brits is exactly what we're talking about. Uh, you know, the way it falls out is, is this. If the Brits vote to stay in the EU, they are compelled by EU law to accept migrants in numbers that they cannot veto. Uh, I'm not sure the, the British citizens, uh, you know, a great ally, of course, for the United States, you know, fully understand that. I hope the, you know, the situation is being made clear to them. Uh, you know, as I think all of our guests know, the, the, you know, the Brits already have a sizable Muslim population in London, uh, in Manchester, uh, but I think there is a, a deep concern when they go to the polls that if they do not uh, uh, vote to get you know get out of the to exit the EU, that you know the British legally will not be able to control their own um, uh, borders, their own migration policy. So we've been talking mostly, James, about you know the fact of governments, uh, you know, to act in. I agree with that 101 percent. The, the irony on this would be for the British that if they had a government that wanted to take a firm stand and, and take tackle the problem head on, if they vote to stay in it near the end of June, they, they will lose that opportunity and that legal option. So, you know, we, we've, we've got the Europeans, the Italians, of course, part of that, the Americans with their own problems, but the British have a almost unique set of circumstances and that is coming at them down the pike, um, you know, like, like a freight train. So, you know, we, again, the only phrase I can use is the Western democracies are, are struggling terribly. And I, I do not disagree with the notion that this is part of a much larger, you know, clash or war, uh, you know, from, from those, you know, in the Middle East and North Africa that would wish us harm. So... You know, I, I think you've had a lot of guests trying to trying to alert your your listeners 
And, you know, I hope if you believe, if they believe, you know, what we're saying, that they will try to, you know, bring that into their own thinking about, you know, the U.S. political process where, you know, we have a choice to make in November, of course, and, you know, these are real issues that will not be resolved, you know, with the current state of play. We've got... Uh, hey, J- Jim? Go, Jim? go, jump in there, Dan. This is, uh, this is something that I've been spending a, a very significant amount of time on because of my investment advisor status. I've been following the reaction to the, the, the foreign currency, the exchange rate on the pound sterling. Um, some analysts have been saying that the direction of the, of the pound sterling gives an indication of what the business people around the world think of the possibility of Great Britain voting to leave the EU. When the announcement was made that the vote should take place, the, 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 the exchange rate between the dollar and the, and the pound sterling was about 153. It dropped to 147. And when the Lord Mayor of London said he was in favor of, of leaving the EU, it dropped to 139.140. So it's down almost 10% and has stayed at the low end of the range, which says that the capital markets believe, one, that the, the British people are going to vote to leave. The, the doctor's point is well taken, but in the, in the dialogues and the data that I've been seeing and the and the political rhetoric that's coming out, the issues that he's talked about, losing the control of their government to the central government of the EU, all the issues that uh, the doctor was talking about, I have seen in, in many of the leading uh, press in England. I'm not predicting that it's necessarily it, that it's going to pass or fail, but I do believe that there's been the parties who are uh, against and four are doing a, a pretty good job of trying to communicate to the B- British voters what the ramifications are going to be. And I think that um, that uh, the market, the capital markets are saying it doesn't look like it, it, that they're going to leave and that uh, who knows what's going to happen to the rest of Europe. But clearly the currencies are telling us now uh, that the vote is not going to be uh, in favor of staying in the, in the EU. It's going to be in favor of leaving. Absolutely, uh, the betting is very much against it uh, that they would stay. Now, now, doctor, your your thoughts on that? The the, the polling games, you know, is, is different than what the guys have described a little bit. The I, I talked to a member of parliament uh, who's who's opposed to staying. He was in Washington about ten days ago. The, the, the best polling indicates that it, it is close to a 50-50 split, and it's his view, not, not mine, it's his view that the, the outcome will really depend on the, on the size of the vote, in the sense that, again, yes. it's his opinion that if it's a large turnout, there is a slight possibility that the Brits will vote to stay in the EU. If it is a smaller turnout, uh, the, the, the vote may well be in the opposite direction. But but this is really too close to call. It, it is his view, and I think this supports what the guys did just say. It's his view that um, the, the momentum, if you will, slightly seems to be in favor now of those looking to get out of the EU you know, for the reasons we've been discussing. But, you know, it, it could go in either direction. It's not a done deal. Uh, but I, I think the, the kind of issues, you know, our, our colleagues have been raising tonight, you know, again, if the British people are paying attention, you know, really underscores that, you know, they should think very, very hard about um, about leaving the EU. I'll raise one more issue. The... The bitterness about Barack Obama going to the going to England uh, and uh, publicly supporting for David Cameron that the British should stay in the EU has really raised.
raised a lot of hackles, uh, certainly in London. Uh, there was a real view that, you know, we Brits, you know, love America, but you have no right to tell us, you know, what, what we should do. It's been a long and on questions. Pardon me? Go, go ahead, Don. What were you saying? No, there's been a long tradition of Britain and the United States of, of staying out of the internal politics. But that was a, exactly. a, a another gaffe by by the president that uh, really should yep. not have occurred, and it, it did, and it, it ser has seriously uh, weakened uh, uh, the the so-called special relationship. It's amazing uh, how how many people have brought that up in my discussions uh, with my uh, uh, English uh, colleagues. Now IQ. Well, I think that's exactly uh, right. IQ Arizoli, listening to all this, what are your thoughts on this? I hope IQ is still with us. <laughs> I hope we haven't lost IQ, too. <laughs> okay, well, I think we may have lost IQ. Well, Okay, Dan, follow up there Sir, on the points that... that... No, you haven't, you haven't oh, there we are. Good. Good, 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 good. IQ. He was taking uh, a nap. He was taking a nap, yes. Uh, <laughs> How do you like your show, IQ? How do you like all these other people being on with you? Erdogan of Turkey. who supports ISIS. It is Erdogan who, in collaboration with ISIS, who literally allows that tsunami of young military-aged Muslims to invade Europe. This is not immigration. This is the Islamic hijrah, or emigration, as I said, to occupy the lands of the infidels of the Kufar and subjugate their people under Sharia. That's what's happening. The solution is always there if the will is there. The trouble is there is no will because the leaders that we have in Europe and in America are completely comatose, literally, literally comatose regarding Islam. And yet Islam is the greatest threat to human civilization in 21st century. It is. I mean, it's obvious. You, you don't need to be a genius. But there you are, unfortunately. This is why in the short term, within a year, this year, hopefully this year, hopefully I say that because for the sake of Europe, that there will be massive upheavals within the European Union by the people against their comatose and criminally negligent leadership. The same should happen in America. Any nation, any state which cannot control its borders perishes. It's a fact. It's a historical fact. Look at Rome. Rome created an empire, but then it was not able to protect its borders, and it vanished. The same thing with the empire of the Persians. The same thing with empire, every empire. The moment you are not able to control your borders, you are finished. Tell me if I'm wrong. Dr. Jack, no, I, your, your, your thoughts you, on, no. on what IQ just said. And then we'll go to Dan well, Dong. You know, he, he knows his history well, and you, you, you can't disagree because it's, you know, there can be opinions and there can be facts. And what he just said <laughs> is a fact. When you lose yep. control of borders, of a border, whether it's through, you know, the, the, the history of the, the Roman Empire or, you know, what, what has happened in America and, you know, in, in, you know on our southern borders, uh, it, it just illuminates that, you know, we, we have a major, major problem. Uh, and, again, if there's any value in what we've been saying to each other for your listeners, it's that they hopefully will, will, will bring these, these thoughts into, you know, their considerations. You've got a big audience, and, uh, you know, we've got big problems. And I hope that, you know, we, we enlighten some of your, your listeners, and they will take to heart you know, the scope of this problem and, you know, try to find it in, for themselves when they go to vote in November, you know, a candidate that will take this on seriously and with, you know, some real sense of how to how to address it. Dan? I, I listen to the discussion and, and, I, and I think it's, it's, it's also as a student of history, the, the, the fall of the Roman Empire uh, yes, it was about borders, but it was um, an extension. As the empire grew physically in terms of 
square miles, thousands, hundreds of thousands of square miles. As they invaded and took on more and more territory, they needed a bigger and bigger border. They needed more and more resources to handle the border, and so they were spending more and more of their resources not on developing or, or their, their, their people or, the, or their country. They were spending it on defending their country. We, on the other hand, have a clearly defined border in the United States, uh, and clearly there are state borders. But we don't have the problem of a government expanding the borders. We have a problem of the flow, the illegal flow of people. And what scares me more than anything else, a government that doesn't really care where they come from, or what kind of people they are. They just let them come. And so uh, we have a defined border, but we have an immigration problem, as IQ was talking about. We have a, an illegal immigration problem that's getting uh, more and more uh, arduous and more and more difficult, which is going to make, make it difficult for the incoming president, if he or she is a Republican, and believes in protecting the border to not only protect the border but also find ways to identify those people that are here are that are illegal being here and those who are bad guys and it's not going to be an easy task i'm not sure it can be accomplished in the first term of any new president don oh well you know uh uh, I'm listening, as you know, I'm I'm the uh, son of, of immigrants, and uh, uh, I always immigrants are always thought of as the most um, vital people because they they ha have in the past uh, uh, broken away from their home roots and gone someplace else, uh, and we are a nation of immigrants, and um, even the Native American that we're now told is is an immigrant, so. Uh, uh, Immigration by itself and immigrants by by itself is, is not the problem. It's who's coming in. Uh, uh, Donald Trump thinks he has the answer by holding uh, Mexico hostage. I don't know if that will work. Uh, uh, I agree with Dan and everybody else that there's probably infiltrators coming in. But, the, but this immigration problem has been with us 20 or 30 years. and It's not going to go away uh, unless we come up with a policies... That uh, that make that make it possible for people to earn citizenship and want to be citizens. Uh, the question we have to ask any immigrant is: Do they want to be Americans, or do they just want to come here for uh, to, to get money and send it home and go back home? Uh, uh, I think that's the the real problem. Not uh, uh, how many are coming across, but who's coming across, and we should have perhaps. Uh, start looking at these people more closely and giving them an, an opportunity to earn citizenship. Uh, I hate to agree with President Obama about anything, but there should be a road to citizenship, but it should be not an easy one, but one that uh, results in uh, a profit for America as well as the individual. That's how I feel about it. But there's got to be, a, Don, there's got to be a path to citizenship for legal people. I don't believe there should be a path to citizenship. You've got, in my opinion, discrimination. When you require an, an individual to go through the, the legal immigration process, file the papers, get the visas, come in, get the green cards, go through the, the, the testing and become an American citizen, there's a process. It's the process that your parents went through, hopefully, Unless they were illegals, <laughs> but the point is, but the the point is that there is a process, and to say that one group of people are um, exempt from that process oh, sends the I wrong message. I, absolutely, and uh, President Obama just wants to let in ten thousand, while Europe is letting in hundreds of thousands. And my question is, why all of a sudden are we have so many people? Uh, why did all of a sudden did so many people uproot their lives to come to Europe? The, it's a question no one has really addressed, in my view. Has asked them, why are they suddenly leaving at, at such huge numbers? When, the, when the, uh, we didn't have the problem in Europe five years ago, we've only had it in recent years. Why? 
uh, is it because the the uh, pro the Middle East is imploding? That to me is the the question that we're not addressing. Why are they all are they leaving? Not all of these hundreds of thousands of people are ISIS infiltrators, nor are they doing it. And pardon me, IQ, when I say this, because the Quran told them to do it, but because the, there's problem in the in the homeland. And and uh, you know, is by the way a problem that uh, 50 years ago was predi predicted in the homeland. They're not invading Europe. They are coming from Muslim countries. With all due respect. So important, we appreciate. These are Muslim invaders. It doesn't matter. They're, they're coming from Afghanistan, from Pakistan, from Iraq, from Somalia. They're Muslim. They're not from all But why all of a sudden, IQ? We didn't have hundreds of thousands of people five years ago. We had thousands, but not hundreds of thousands. Why now? But I explained it to you. It's an invasion. It started with Turkey. It started with ISIS. It's an invasion by Europe. What, what did all Erdogan wants? Erdogan wants to create a caliphate. He wants to be the head of the caliphate. This is an invasion. It's planned. It didn't happen from thin air. This is a planned invasion. Your parents came legally. Millions of people came to Ellis Island. They went through a process. Well, well, let's clear it up, IQ. My father jumped, literally and figuratively jumped ship to come to this country. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Dr. Jack, at least Don, Don's honest about the whole thing. <laughs> but but I, IQ yes. makes a very important point there. Yes, what he's saying, he and he's answering Don's question, he said that this is a plan of attack. This was orchestrated. And these people, because they were Muslims, were following their imams or whatever, whoever was giving them the, the order to leave, that this is an orchestrated invasion in Europe out of Muslim countries, but it's orchestrated to accomplish a certain goal. Is that right, IQ? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can show you emails of imams telling their followers, it's on video, it's on their language, telling them, you go to Europe to rape their women, to create more children, to be all Islam. This is planned. It's an invasion. These people are not going there to learn the English language and the French language and the German language and assimilate. Three and a half million Turks were in Germany since the 1970s. They haven't assimilated. You're right there. Children, you have them on YouTube being interviewed by Germans, telling them that they are, they hate the Germans, they disrespect the Germans, and they're living in Germany, they speak German. But that's where Dan's point about political Jewish. correctness comes in. If, if, they, if they forced them and made them uh, learn the German language, do some of the other things, then... Uh, then this invasion would not necessarily happen. No, 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 no. Please, don't give succor to the Muslims. They don't want to assimilate. They cannot assimilate. They will never assimilate. They will never integrate for one simple reason. I told you a million times. The Quran forbids it. The Quran forbids it. End of conversation. I'm going to shut up. Because if you're right, I can, if you're right, we're in trouble. And if you're wrong, we may we may squeak through. Well, uh, we we've got uh, to end this for today. I want to send uh, a special thanks to all all of you guys. Before I let you guys go, I want to start with Dan. Uh, Dan, how do we get a hold of you online and on and all that stuff so people can can make sure they they follow up and uh, check out your stuff? You can hear Don and me on W4CY Radio Tuesday nights at that's W4CYRadio.com yep. on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern for an hour. And um, the book's website is danperkins.guru. And um, we just crossed our 11th new hospital in three months 
under songs and stories for soldiers. Um, Dan, take my time and tell them about the letter you got today. I got a letter from the head of the VA in Maryland telling me how much the soldiers are loving the MP3 system. They're, they've got a hospital full of soldiers that are dealing with traumatic brain injury and PTSD. And she just wanted to send me a note of thank you. And she says, a million thank yous isn't enough for what, what you're doing to try and help the soldiers. It was it was really touching to me and my wife and uh, our other trustee. And uh, we, didn't, we didn't expect it to happen. But it's nice to know that you're helping improve young men and women's lives and older ones too. So thanks, Don, for giving me your time. Now, uh, Dr. Jack, how do we get a hold of you and uh, you pick up the books and, and all that? Yeah, uh, first, well, well done indeed on support through the, the VA hospitals. Uh, it's a cap room. Uh, Thank you. On the- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.